Welcome to the Global Church Live. The Global Church Live is a multimedia ministry reaching through the world 24-7. Now, for today's message, here is Dr. Faye. And welcome again to another Wake Up and Pray Welcome those of you who are joining us um, in the conference room As well as uh, via telescope, periscope uh, this morning It is early and maybe uh, earlier for people who have been up uh, very late last night as well So it's extra early but thank God we're here. We get to pray with you again. As you know, we meet every weekday morning at 7 a.m. East Coast time to pray for pray for leaders. We pray. We meet to pray. So that's what we're doing here today is praying with uh, for you and and for those that are uh, that you're connected with because you have concerns about your family, your friends, your relationships, your place of employment, your business, your ministry, and so we want you to have an opportunity to put those issues before the Lord in a corporate environment, and I know that you pray individually. We all do that, but thank God for corporate anointing. One can put a 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight, and when two or more gather together in my name, there am I in the midst also. How can two walk together except they be in agreement? When we band and bond together in agreement, Powerful things happen, and powerful things have happened in this room or in our conference room uh, since February 26, 2015. There's been some amazing stories, some amazing testimonies of the power of God, uh, people being healed of cancer, people being healed of arthritis, people being healed of oppression, depression, anxiety, worry, fear, whatever you name, there have been different testimonies, suicide spirits have been cast out of people. Lives have been radically changed because we wake up and pray every weekday morning. There have been a couple times that we weren't here just by design, but we've been here, um, uh, and we're here for the long haul. So even if we're not scoping, we'll be in the conference room. So stay connected so you'll know if we're, if you can't get us on Periscope at 7 a.m. around that time on weekday mornings, then definitely call the conference room because somebody will be there hosting Wake Up and Pray. Amen. So we thank God for your being here this morning. And as you know, if you've been following us, the first thing we want to do is to pray. And I understand that some people have not been able to comment. Uh, I don't know why. Because if one person can do it, everybody should be able to do it. So I'm going to check that out or have that checked out today. Um, I don't know. If, if I always say if one can do it, anybody can do it. So um, I don't know what's going on, but there you go. There's the person right there <laughs> giving you the information so that you can call in. So if you can't scope in, and I know that um, you may be at work or definitely you want to um, get that number so that you can use it, and uh, some people are still listening at work and on their Bluetooth. So let's pray because that's what we want to do, and we want to allow the Holy Spirit to manifest his goodness and glory. I 
Thank those of you, by the way, who joined us for Bible class last night. We we started a new series, and you want to be on that. That new series is on focus, concentration, and commitment. And we want to um, get you involved in our Bible class as well as our uh, Sunday morning uh, streaming church. Man, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you because we always pray in the name of Jesus, not the name of faith, not the name of any preacher, but the name of Jesus. Because it's under the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We thank you this morning that we can come boldly before the the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of need. We thank you for the ability to move mountains through the word of God. We praise you, Father God, because your word has declared that you will keep us in perfect peace when our eyes are stayed upon you. We thank you, Father God, that we get to be here in the presence of the Lord with our brothers and sisters and band together and bond together in unity and harmony so that we can receive the presence and the power of God manifested in our everyday waking, walking, talking lives. You've given us this day, Lord God, and we thank you that we can give it back to you. And, Lord, we praise you right now that you're ordering our steps of every hour of this day, every moment, every minute, that you will orchestrate everything that should take place in our lives. We go in the spirit, Father God, and we thank you that we can take authority over every ambushment, every saboteur, every demon, every devil, everything that would try to slay us, every dragon that would try to creep in, everything that would try to come in to uh, abort or miscarry our destiny. We thank you, Father God, as you have already planned our day, we accept the plans. And we write them down, we write the vision down, and we'll make it plain that we can run when we read it. We want to do what is written. We want to do what is spoken. We want to do what you have designed for us. We thank you for the, the, the spiritual blueprint, the kingdom of heaven's guidelines, the, the, the godly strategies, the godly principles and systems that you have called forth in this hour because all of the systems of this world have crumbled. There is nothing left in this system that we can depend upon, even systems of the arm of men where we have come to uh, depend upon someone else to be our source or our finances or our bank. Lord God, we turn to you because you are the captain of all industries. You are the CEO of the universe, and you know the answer from the beginning. You know the end from the beginning. Lord God, you know the answer before we even pose the question. We thank you for the abundance of mercy, the abundance of your goodness, the abundance of your grace. We thank you, Father God, how you have given us a grace movement and in such a way that we realize that it's not our works of righteousness which we have done, but it's by grace that we have been saved. We thank you, Lord God, that we're not stumbling around in the darkness anymore. Lord God, that we can see clearly because we focus in on your word. We thank you, Father God, that we can glean from that word the abundance of the peace of God that passes understanding. You're the breakthrough God. You're the overflow God, the extravagant God, the God of more than enough and the too much and won't stop blessing me, God. I thank you, Father God, that you keep building us up and giving us encouragement even when we get 
discouraged and disconnected. You re- you were connected on the inside of us. Thank you for coming to live on the inside of us, and you promised never to leave us nor forsake us. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the resident father. You're the father who never left home. You're the father who stayed. You're the one who kept taking care of your children. You're the one who kept feeding us and covering us, nurturing us, mentoring us, coaching, counseling, giving us your anointing, Lord God, to destroy yokes and set captives free. Thank you, Father, that you stayed home in us. Thank you that you took care of your children. Thank you that you watched over us and and, and loved us even when we didn't think we were lovable. Thank you that you went above and beyond anything that we could possibly imagine because your book says that our eyes had not seen nor ears have heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men or women, the things which the Lord God has prepared for those who love you. And I thank you that you love us with an abundance. You love us with your mercy. You love us with your grace. You love us with your loving kindness. You love us, Father God, even we don't even when we don't even understand what love is. You come in and you rescue us time and time and time again. And, Lord God, I thank you right now that you've given us victory over every plot of the devil. For no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment shall be condemned, because this is our heritage as servants of the Lord, and our righteousness is of you, Father God. I praise you, Father God, because vengeance is yours, and you do repay. You do fight our battles, Lord God, if we'll just keep on praising you, if we'll just keep on worshiping you and keep on speaking your word and keep on praying effectual, fervent prayers that avail much. Lord, I thank you right now that you can cover in us. Your word is declared in Psalms 91 that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Your truth would be our shield and buckler, O great God. We thank you for being our shield and buckler. We thank you for divine protection. We thank you for divine intervention, Lord God, on the left and on the right. We thank you, Father God, for giving us clarity in thinking and that we think on things that are good, that are lovely, that are just, that are pure that are of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there is any praise, whatever things are honorable, God, I thank you that wherever there is any praise, we think on these things. We thank you, Father God, that we can magnify your name and that you had seen your word higher than your name. God is so amazing that you have called yourself, Father God, the creator, and you said in the beginning, God, and I thank you for Elohim. You think, I thank you, Father God, that all of heaven, all of heaven knows your name, that all of earth will know it, because, Father God, as you are, so are we in this world, and you're causing us to be manifested through you, and you're manifesting through us, and we are one with you, as Jesus prayed in St. John 17, that there's not a disconnect in spirit, because we are one with you. We thank you today, Father God, that we get to experience that harmony of oneness. We get to experience that unity. We get to experience, Father God, the openness of the Holy Spirit to receive us as we are and begin to change us, Father God, moment by moment, line by line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. You continue to cause us to have this evolutionary experience in our mortal being, that you allow us to go from glory to glory in our thinking. You allow us to read the word to the full, to the overflow. You allow us to manifest your goodness as we go about doing good and healing those who are oppressed of the devil, just as Jesus did. Because I thank you, Lord God, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, according to St. John, I mean, 1 John 4 and 4. We thank you, Father God, that you have manifested the Christ 
in us the hope of glory. We thank you that in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. We thank you, Father God, for uprooting all evil out of our soul, and we come to you in a, with a heart of repentance, and we thank you, Lord, that we have an open-door policy with you that we can come because you said if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, even Jesus Christ the righteous, that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you for that open-door policy, that regardless of our mess-ups and hiccups and mistakes and issues, that we can still come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of need. We praise you, Father God, that you have caused us to be walking in divine health, in divine wealth, Father, because your word has declared that you wish above all things. And as John was speaking to the people, wishing above all things that we prosper and be in health, even as our soul prosper, because you don't have to wish. You already know what you want. I thank you, Lord God, that you want our souls to prosper. You want our minds to be renewed. You want us to see things clearly. You want us to hear you without distractions. You want us to attend upon the Lord without distractions. You want us to be focused, concentrating, and committed. You want us to be on point with you. You don't want us wandering around like the children of Israel in the wilderness seeking for a promise that was within reach. We praise you, Father God, that we don't have to stumble around in the darkness because the promise is within reach. It is within us, for the kingdom of God is within us. We thank you that it's the pearl of great price. We thank you that it's the coin that was lost. We thank you, Father God, that a man would give up everything for the kingdom of God. Sell all to follow you, Lord God. Drop our nets to follow you. We thank you. We drop our nets, our, our nets of people, our nets of circumstances, our nets of finances that are binding us, our nets of physical diseases that are bound us, our nets of mental disorders that are bound us. Father, we drop our nets to follow you. We take our eyes off of the things that have distracted us, even pain in the body, Father, long enough to put our eyes on you. We take our eyes off of a dry well, Lord God, and we look to you, Father God, the author and finisher of our faith, the resident God, the resident Father, the one who did not leave home, that is with us always, even to the end of the world. Lord, we thank you for the manifestation of all of your goodness and all of your glory being manifested in this house today. Father, we pray for those in authority. We pray for the president of these new United States. We pray for Mr. Trump. Father God, I thank you that you will begin to stir his heart, stir his mind, stir his soul, Father God. Let him use the Oval Office for an altar, God. Let him come to the bleeding side of Calvary in such a way, Lord God, that he would see Jesus. Father, let him be found clothed and in his right mind. I thank you, Lord God, that you desire him as a son more than you desire him as a president. Lord, I thank you right now that the Holy Spirit will take complete control of Mr. Trump. And, Father God, that his eyes will be open, that his ears will be attentive to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Lord, I thank you for the cabinet and those that are around him. Lord God, I thank you that they will acquire a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. I thank you for giving them an insatiable appetite for the Word of God, that they will open the book and begin to read it, and in it they will discover, Father God, something that they had not known before, that Christ was within them all along. And we thank you, Father God, for the manifestation of revelation in the White House. We thank you for the revelation revolution not having bound.
God, who is in charge and in government. Lord God, that you will begin to move. Let a revival break out. Brother, I believe that Washington, D.C. is no exception to the move of God. Washington, D.C. is not eliminated from the presence of God being able to move there. Lord, because you've got people there. I know you've got people there. And Lord God, I thank you. If they'll band together, the, the spiritual people that will band together, that you will hear from heaven, forgive our sin, and heal our land. Lord, I thank you that our land needs healing. Lands around the world need healing. And the only way that healing can take place, if we will begin to pray, seek your face earnestly, begin to fast and call upon the name of Jehovah God, the Jehovah Sharma, the Lord who is there. We thank you, Father God, that you are the Lord who is there. You are omnipresent. You are everywhere at the same time. And that's significant because there's no place where you are not. David said, if I ascend into the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in Hades, you're there. There's no place that he could go where he didn't know that you were there. And, Father, such as it is with us, we know that you are the God of everywhere. You are the God over every people. You are the God of all power. And we thank you for that in the precious name of Jesus. We bind every spirit of attack against our country. We come against it in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for setting up walls and barricades in the spirit. Father, we give you praise for that in the name of Jesus, that you can set armies around like you did in the days of Elijah so that what they see will be the army of the Lord and not us. Lord, they'll see the army of the Lord. They'll see the angels of God on assignment. They'll see the manifestation of your goodness and your glory. Lord, they will see the presence and the power of God, and our enemies will flee. Our enemies will bow. Father, because as long as we're in this country and we're praying, Father God, you said no evil shall befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. That's more than my physical limited address. That's my bigger address, my address of the United States. In the name of Jesus, we declare divine protection over our country. We declare divine protection, Father God, over the freedom that we have. We declare divine protection, Father God, over the, over the, yeah, God, over, over all of the amendments that was established because those forefathers understood in God we trust. We know that the first president of these United States, his story says that he was a praying man, that George Washington every evening at 9 o'clock, no matter what else was going on in the White House or in his home, he went to his knees, he took himself out of company, and he went into his private place. He went in to pray. He got on his knees and talked to God, and that was the first president. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we, your people, declare and decree that we will always have a praying president. Father, forgive us for not praying this way. Forgive us for being lazy and indifferent to it. Forgive us for following the ways of the world instead of the ways of the word that says pray for those those who are in leadership, pray for those who have authority over us and so that we can lead a quiet and peaceful life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we call the Oval Office an altar for God. We call the Oval Office a praying office. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want a Holy Spirit filled, uh, a word believing, talking, walking, born-again Christian in the White House. In the name of Jesus, 
we as your people, you said whatsoever we call a thing, that's what it is. So we speak it into the atmosphere that we will no longer allow unbelievers in the White House. We will no longer allow those who do not call on the name of Jesus in the White House. That when it's time for the next election, your people will begin to pray for righteousness and government again. Lord, in the name of Jesus, because you've given us the authority. You said in Romans 8 that all of creation is groaning and travailing, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Father, we've been asleep in Zion. We've been lying back and waiting for somebody else to do it. But God, God, I thank you. We've heard the trumpet in Zion, and we are rising up in this hour and taking our rightful place as the authority in this earth. We are the kings and priests unto God the Father. We are the chosen generation the royal priesthood, and the holy nation that you've called out of darkness into your marvelous light. We thank you, Father God, that you are moving mountains out of our way. You're pulling it up by the root and casting out every unclean thing, the demons that creep in the back, in the booth, in the corner, in the dark, undercurrent, night demons, night owls, wolf spirits, leviathan spirits. We broke, break those spirits and break the power of those curses, those psychic and bewitching prayers that have been prayed against our country, prayed against our leadership, negative words that have been spoken against our leadership. That's our president, whether we like him or not, that's our president. And because he is our president, he represents these United States of America, and we stand in faith in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit will take a hold of him and begin to move through him and begin to speak through him the truths of the word of God. Father God, we thank you that you anoint that office. You anoint that over office. You anoint the people around him. In the name of Jesus, we break every curse that's been spoken against our country. We break the curses off of that. In the name of Jesus, this is our country. In Jesus' name, we declare and decree that this is a righteous nation and there are righteous people here. God is not mad at this country. God is not trying to destroy America. God is still out saving America and Americans in the name of Jesus. Yes, we've had some things to happen here, but we will not give up, cave in, and quit. We are resilient people. We are warring people. You knock us down, we get back up, and we get back up stronger than we were before. In the name of Jesus, we declare and decree that the power of God is in us, and greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We will not be intimidated by any of the land. We will not be intimidated by any other flag. We won't get in a squabble over our flag. It's a cloth. It's a cloth. We won't get in a squabble over whether it flies or not. We're going to get on our knees and begin to pray and call on the God of all earth, the God of all the universe. And when we pray, people will begin to stop. The, oh, yeah, God. People will begin to stop the pettiness harping on pettiness instead of children are still being molested. Children are still being sold as slaves in our country. There's human trafficking that's going on in the billions of dollar industry now. In the name of Jesus, Father God will get our eyes off of pettiness and put our eyes on you so that you can tell us how to pray. For we don't know how we should pray for and what to pray. But I know that the Holy Spirit will give us words to pray. We don't have to be eloquent, but we do have to pray. And we thank you, Father God, for the manifestation 
conscience and responsibility for those liberties. We thank you in the name of Jesus that we can declare and decree a word, and it shall be, because you've given us authority over everything that creeps. You've given us authority to take up serpents and not be bitten. You've given us authority to drink any deadly thing. It won't hurt us. That's what you said. You've given us authority to speak with new tongues, to lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. You said these signs shall follow the believer. We thank you that we got signs following us. We have the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in this house. And we give you the praise for the manifestation of those signs in this house today. Because there are people here who woke up to pray and want to hear what the Spirit has to say. And we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity in Jesus' name. Woo! Well, thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Hey. Whew. I'm not done praying. Do you ever get do we ever get done? <laughs> we don't get we don't finish praying. We just stop. Because men are always to pray and I believe that the Bible means that we need to have a prayer life consciousness. Be conscious. That we need to pray. You're driving down the highway, you need to pray. You see an accident, you see an ambulance going, pray. Just pray. Just pray. Be attentive. Be attentive to pray. Amen? Amen. Turn with me for just a few minutes to the book of Psalms. I like the Psalms. I remember when I realized years ago that everybody could read the Bible, everybody could could um, have a Bible. <laughs> you know, you uh, used to think that only the preacher could have the Bible, and I mentioned that in Bible class last night. But when I discovered that, ooh, I could have a Bible, I got me a Bible and read it. Amen. Um, thank God that we get to have a Bible. And Psalms 34, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. What's in your mouth? What are the things that you're speaking out of your mouth? Because whatever you, whatsoever you say it, in Mark 11, 23, have the God kind of faith that if you say to this mountain to be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, you will have whatsoever you say it. Whatsoever you habitually say is what that means. Whatever is your habit, mm-hmm, whatever is your habit, that is what you will receive in your life. You will have whatsoever you say. And the psalmist writes, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. What, they're going to hear that you're praising God and be glad? No, you know that's not true. So what does he mean? They shall hear thereof and be glad. He said, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. That part of me, my mind, my will, my emotions, my intellect, my desires, they are going to see 
that my mind has been transformed. They're going to see a, the me that has been with the presence of God. They're not going to see the me that they thought was me. They're going to see the other me that's on the inside of me begin to manifest when I begin to praise and worship the Lord. When I begin to sh- give God the honor that's due his name, my countenance will reflect it. My life will begin to reflect that no man can do these things. Only God can do these things. The Bible says, cursed is he who leans on the arm of flesh, but blessed is the man who put his hope in the Lord, who trusts in God. When we begin to praise and worship the Lord, there is hope that will begin to come. There is trust that will begin to come. There's confidence that will begin to be resurrected on the inside of us. You will have confidence that you didn't even know that you had. You have to go into a business meeting. You have to go and collaborate or and, and cooperate with people that maybe you have been intimidated by before. You won't be that way anymore. Why? Because you have been, been, spend, you have been spending time, you have spent time praising and worshiping God. As we praise and worshiping God, it provides a soul renewal. It provides an opportunity for our minds to be clear. It provides an opportunity for us to think on these things. It provides an opportunity for us to show people that you can go through the fire and not be overtaken by it, that you can walk through the flood and not be drowned, that your eyes are upon Jesus. Your eyes are upon the prize. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Then he says in verse 3 of Psalms 34, O magnify the Lord with me, and let us, you and I, me, us, exalt his name together. How do we exalt his name? Do we exalt his name just saying, Lord, I exalt you? That's a great song. I love that song. We exalt thee. You know that song? I love the song, We Exalt Thee. But how do we really exalt the Lord? We exalt the Lord because we've been in his presence. We're lifting him up. We exalt the Lord because we have spent time with him. We have spent time in his word. We have been praising him. We have been worshiping him. So he is exalted through us. He is being made known through us. And people will look at you and see that you're carrying something that they don't have. They will see the light of the world coming through you. Yes, they will. They will see the presence and power of God. You now become a carrier of the anointing. You now become what you are anyway. You just didn't know you were. But the more time you spend in the presence of God and reading his word, you become a reflection of where you've been. You ever known people, and maybe it's been you, but you don't have to tell us, You've been in the company of people that had a negative attitude or you hang up, You had friends that you just couldn't shake. I know somebody who has a relationship with a person that they just can't seem to get away from them. Even though this person is a negative influence on their lives, even though this person has a lot of stuff going on, but they just can't, can't seem to break away from that person. And because they can't break away, there's a soul tie that has developed, and they're reflecting that person now. Their energy is that of the company they keep. Their energy is now a product of where they've been. Ladies and gentlemen, that happens in the realm of darkness. It can show us happen in the realm of light. As we spend time in fellowshipping with God, 
we'll begin to reflect the company we keep. We begin to represent the presence and power of God from within. Because Christ in us, the hope of glory, we spent time with him, so he begins to rise up. Our Jesus is awakened from the back of the boat. Remember in the storm, Jesus was asleep on the sheep, on the sleep on the ship. And as he was asleep, they said, Master, care it's not that we perish. You know, she said, oh, ye of little faith. Our Jesus wakes up on the back of the boat. We're no longer just wearing a T-shirt, I'm a believer, or a bumper sticker. It is now evident. There's evidence that we've been with the pres- in the presence of God. Is there evidence of your faith? Is there evidence that you've been with the pr- in the presence of God? As we spend time with him, we don't have to pray for his presence to come. He will manifest. Isn't that something? As I was praying, I could sense the presence of God. Why? Because we are having fellowship with him. And since we're having fellowship with him, we're also having fellowship with one another. Amen? He says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. So let us exalt his name together. Listen to this next verse, and you'll see what I mean. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Why? Because I was blessing him. I was praising him. I was spending time in his word. I was singing songs, happy songs. I was singing songs that edify. I wasn't singing, I'll fly away. I wasn't singing depressive songs, nobody knows the trouble I see. I wasn't singing that. I was singing songs of hope and faith. I was singing songs of joy and gladness. I was singing powerful songs. When I'm listening to music, I'm very careful about what I hear. Why? Oh, man, it costs you. It'll cost you if you don't hear the right thing. It'll cost you. So I listen to the word. I listen to, wow, does it build people up? Does it encourage people? Does it build my energy? Does it motivate, encourage, inspire me? That's what I want. I listened to it. He said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me. Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. He delivered me from everything, because when he delivered me from all my fears, that was it. I was delivered. So the psalmist says, I will bless him at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. My soul will make her boast of the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Mm-hmm. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Verse 7. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivers them. What does it mean to fear the Lord? I've been in the presence of God, so I have this reverence. I know his presence. I'm aware that he's within me. That is the fear of the Lord. It's not, oh, he's going to get me. No, he's got me. The fear of the Lord, I am reverencing the presence of God that is within me. 
I am reverencing that he's the father who didn't leave home. He's the father who takes care of his children. Nobody has to run him down for alimony. Nobody has to run him down for child support. He's not on the most wanted child support list. He's the father who takes care of his children. As a matter of fact, he knows that we have need of things before we ask. He's already gone ahead and made provisions. He's got the shoes, the clothes. You know, he's taking care of the needs of his children. Matthew 6, consider the lilies of the field. Consider the fowls of the air. Your father knows that you have need of these things before you ask. Fear him and delivers them. My awareness of his presence brings deliverance. My awareness of his presence brings clarity. My awareness of his presence illuminates my mind. And it gives me understanding of what his word is saying to me, my awareness of his presence. And I become aware because I have been spending time with him. Yeah? Next verse. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him, or woman. Blessed is the person who trusts God. How do you develop trust? Spending time with him. Can't get around it. No shortcut. Spend time with him. That is the shortcut. Believe me, that is the shortcut. And many of us have taken the long way to God. The shortcut is to spend time with him. Yeah, yeah, it closes the gap between the prophecy and the promise. Because then you're hearing his voice. My sheep know my voice, and a stranger's they will not follow. You'll begin to hear his voice. You'll begin to follow his leading. You'll begin to do what he's asking you to do. You'll begin to fulfill your own destiny and purpose without leaning and relying and depending upon others to tell you what God wants for your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. This is a powerful passage of Scripture for prosperity and success. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them who reverence him, who recognize that his presence is within. Yes. There is no want. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. There is no want to those who fear, who reverence him, who recognize that God is in the house, recognize that our Father is present, that our Father is present. The young lions do lack and suffer for hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. There's nothing that will be absent from your life that you need, I mean that you need, because God will be there providing, taking care of his own. Hasn't he always been there? Hasn't he? Think about it. You may be feeling where you want him to do a certain thing right now, but if you really are honest, you say, well, you know what? I've made it through every storm. I've made it through these those other things that were difficult things. You didn't think you were going to make it through them, but you did. Say, uh-huh, I did. Say, uh-huh, I did. I made it through. I made it through the trials. I made it through the fire. I made it through that hell. They kept throwing it at me, throwing it at me, throwing it at me. And every time, boom. I was resilient. I came back stronger than ever before. Come, ye children, hearken. You know what hearken is? Listen up. 
pay attention. Let me put on my helpers here. My eye helpers. I will teach you the fear of the Lord, just like I'm teaching you now. I told you the fear of the Lord is to recognize, reverence the presence of God inside of you. Let me let me give a few more examples because some of you are struggling with that. Recognizing the presence of God within you. Every decision that you're about to make, see what God says. Every step you're about to take, see what God says. I had a friend who said to me, well, say, we don't need to ask God about everything. Some things he just expects for you to do on your own. I said, well, you know what, I don't have to ask him to go to the bathroom. I know when I need to go, you know, I don't really. I, I don't, you know. I don't have to ask him if I need to brush my teeth or comb. I don't need to ask him those things. But let me tell you what. He cares about what I wear. He cares about that I do have hair. <laughs> he care, Even if I have to sew it in or put it on, <laughs> he cares. He, he cares about what I want for me. He cares about the hairs on my head so much so until he numbered them. He cares about the details, so why not reverence his presence in everything? Some of us are in a pickle, in a mess, because we didn't ask God before we made the decision, before we went off into that marriage, went off into that relationship. Oh, I knew he was the one. No, we did not consult with the Father. We did not ask him where the church should be. Well, God told me to start a church, and I started this church, and nobody came. Well, did he tell you to start the church today? Did he tell you tell you to start the church there? Did he tell you and you alone to start the church? Well, that's all I heard, start a church. No. God has the rest of the story. I promise you, he does. He has the rest of the story. You gotta stay tuned for the rest of the story. And if you don't stay tuned for the rest of the story, you're gonna go out there with things undone. Things Incomplete, and you'll be depressed and bewildered, wondering where God went after you obeyed him. You see what I'm saying? After you obeyed him. And God said, yeah, but I didn't tell you now. I told you soon, and I told you this is how, this is where. I will give you the colors. I will give you the details. I will tell you which seats. I will tell you the details. Mm-hmm. I know some people don't want to get that detail with God, but that's reverencing his presence. You know, I don't want to walk outside of my door every day until it's time. I really don't. Until it's time. If you have to be at an 8 to 5 and you have to do that, you know what time you need to leave. But you want to go under Psalms 91. You want to reverence the presence of God to protect you and to take care of your children when you put them on the bus. You're sending your children off to God knows who every day. You don't know who's driving the bus. Those are contracted people. You don't know. I, re- I remember, and I'm not, I'm not going to stay there, but I remember a guy driving the bus and when I lived in Pennsylvania, this guy driving the bus and drove on to Maryland, D.C., somewhere with the kids on the bus. Didn't let them off. Woo! What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking gal. How can I do that? I'm not going to speak against myself. I can't do this. I'm just a, I'm just a nobody trying to tell somebody about it. No, none of those songs, none of that. That's speaking evil <laughs> on yourself. That's speaking gal, singing songs and speaking words out of your mouth that are not 
in line with what God is speaking for you. You have to know what God is saying about you so that you can say the same thing. How can two walk together except they be in agreement? Say the same thing about your life that God is saying about you. And when you say what he's saying, you will have what he's saying. Oh, let me say that again. I think I've said it before. If you say what he's saying, you will have what he is saying. But you can't say what he's saying until you learn to appreciate and reverence the presence of God within you. And we cannot do that if we're not reading the word, if we're not fellowshipping with him, if we're not worshiping him, spending time in his presence. The eyes of the Lord Oh, yeah, verse 14, don't forget that one. Depart from evil, uh-huh, and do good. Seek peace, instructions here. Seek peace and pursue it. How do you seek peace? From Jehovah Shalom. He is our peace. How can we have his peace if we're not spending time with peace? He is peace. Where else do you get it? Well, Dr. Fay, I'm on medicine. No, you can get it from within you. He's right here to give you peace. I promise you, there are so many times that you can pick up this Bible and read it, and peace will flow. Peace will come to you. An overwhelming peace. You can't explain it. You just know it. How many of you have experienced this? And I apologize if you can't comment here. Well, I see some hearts, so it's open. Or else that person wouldn't be able to do it, I think. Peace that will pass understanding, that will keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, the peace of God that will literally begin to rapture you out of that situation, begin to pull you up out of it. You'll be caught up out of that negativity, caught up out of all of the stuff. And suddenly you'll find yourself walking through it and not even aware of of the pain or the drama of it anymore. I'm about to finish today. Close. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Be in a hot chase for it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. God's listening for your voice. Remember we said the angels hearken to the voice of the word. God is listening for your voice. Your voice is important to the Father. Don't lose your voice. We did a teaching in Bible class, what happens when you lose your voice? Don't lose your voice. God is listening for your voice, and your voice has to do with who is on the inside of you, who God made you to be, not this voice that you, you we, we've been taught We've been taught language and language arts and English and phonetics and how to be phonetically aware and phonetic soundness. But this voice, the English may not be so great. And some things ain't coming out right, you know. But the voice, your authentic voice, your authentic self is the one that is born again. Whew. The one that is tied directly to God, that is your authentic voice. It is the voice of clarity. It is the voice of transparency. It is the voice who does not care anymore about the externals, 
are not trying to hold on to the stuff, are not trying to hold on to the people around, just the voice of God coming through your voice, your authentic voice. He's open unto our cry. He wants our integrity, integrity, and he wants the intimacy into me see. He wants the fellowship with us. Why? Is God lonely? No. But he knows we will be. <laughs> if we don't fellowship with him, amen, he made a way for us to have it all in this body. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. But he says in verse 17, the righteous cry and, and the Lord hears, heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. That's what he does when we're spending time in his presence, when we're reverencing him, when we're calling him holy because he is holy. When we're fellowshipping with the Father, he begins to bring forth deliverance. He begins to bring forth healing. While I was sick, while I was praising God, the headache left. While I was praising God, the pain left. While I was praising God, there was a knock at the door. There was a check in the mail. While I was praising God, the bank account began to soar, began to grow. It was soaring higher, not sore sick, <laughs> soaring higher. God delivers us as we reverence him. The Lord is near or nigh unto them. I'm not Elizabeth, and so he's, I don't those. Elizabethan words. I don't even like to use them. The Lord is near unto them that are of a broken heart and save those that are of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. See, just when you were about to give up, cave in and quit. Just when you were about to click that mouse and say, oh, let me hear something else. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord, somebody shout, but the Lord. But the Lord delivers them out of them all. We're reading Psalms 34 for those who just came in. Many, and we're in verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. How many? All of them. All of them. God delivers us out of them all. So whatever you're going through, whatever crisis you may be trying to master right now, I want you to know God delivers you out. Remember, he delivered you out before, didn't he? He'll deliver you out of this one. You will not go under. You will not smother in this. He's taking you. That's why you're here and you're listening to this right now. We're the live or in replay. You're listening to this right now so that God will encourage you. He's letting you know, you're going through this, but I am the almighty God, and there is nothing too difficult for me. Your problem, your, I, your problem, I already have the solution. While you're depending upon somebody else to bring the money to the table, look unto the author and finisher of your faith. I will bring the money to the table. While you're searching and trying to make phone calls, where can I get the money from? Where can I get the money from? God said, just be still and know that I am your father that's resident. I'm the father who never left home. I'm the father that's on the inside of you. 
and will never leave you nor forsake you. He says he keeps all of our bones and not one of them is broken. And finally, verse 22 says, uh, verse 21 says, Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. Don't be hating on righteous people. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Isn't that rich? That's a rich word for you to start your day with. That's a rich word for you to have this morning in Wake Up and Pray, that you get to receive this abundance of word for your day and the richness that God has bestowed upon us in letting us know if you will reverence me, if you will just bless me and honor me, acknowledge my presence within you, you will begin to experience my goodness in every day, in every in your everyday waking, walking, talking lives, I like to say it. You begin to experience him in your decision-making. So you're not just making these haphazard, off-the-wall, off-the-cuff decisions that the Spirit of God is actually leading and guiding and directing you, even when you don't know that he is. He is. He's taking a hold of you and moving mountains out of your life. While we slept, he was on our side. That's amazing to me. While we slept, Taylor, Vinay, Angela, Marilyn, Kathy, Donita, he was right there. Tina, while I slept, Daryl, he was looking out for me, going ahead of me to this day. He knew who would wake up and pray. He knew who would be here. He called us by name. He said, I've got something I want to share with you, and I want you to be a part of an anointing today that will destroy the yoke off of your day. But I don't know where you're traveling today and who you have to meet with or what issues you're facing in your economic, financial life, social life. But I do know this, reverence him. Reverence him. Acknowledge him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your steps. He's good about that. And he wants you to know that he's present. He's present. You may not feel his presence, but he is present within us. He's a resident God. He's a resident father. He's the one who's taking care of all of our needs. My God supplies all of our needs according to his riches. His riches, not the world. Well, Dr. Faye, I know this man who's a multi-multi-billionaire. That's not the riches of God, though. That's money, but that's not the riches of God. The richness of God You cannot put a dollar sign limitation on it. You follow? It's eternal. It goes on and on and on and on and on forever. You can't limit it to trillions of dollars. Can you believe I used the word limited and trillions of dollars in the same sentence? (laughs) You cannot limit it, but when I'm speaking of the one who's inside the house, you cannot limit God to trillions of dollars. He is beyond that. 
is beyond that. By him, I, I, by him all things consist. The, heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. What will you give me? I hope you got something out of the word this morning. If you have a special prayer request, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for those hearts. If you have a special prayer request and you're inside of the conference room, you can start six. If you have a testimony, as many of you should have testimonies this morning because I know that word went right home. You can call in. You can jump out of Periscope, go and call into the conference room that some of you um, do that. Or you can also um, drop it here in the chat box. If you can, drop it in the chat box. And we will check on that to make sure, because I don't know why someone can and others cannot, unless you're just not, I don't know. I don't know how that works. But there's the number right there on the screen. Go ahead and call that number, and you can make your request known on the inside of our of our uh, conference room. Also, um, don't forget, yeah, you can go to wakeupandpray.com for the international numbers. Yes, you can call in. There's still a free book available for those of you who haven't read it yet. And go go ahead and pick it up. It'll do you good. It's at freeanxietybook.com. Go pick up that book. Uh, both Elon and I wrote that book uh, collaboratively, and so there's a lot of good, solid information in there. Many of you have testified that it's been a blessing to you. So go get that book and let it continue to be a blessing and share it with you know and share the share the link. Um, we rather you share the link with people so they can download their own copy. That's how you do that. Don't try to send them your copy. Don't get messy with it. Just give them the link. It's free. Go ahead and bless somebody else. Give it away as a gift, you know, by giving them the link, www.freeanxietybook.com. And that information will be there in a moment, moment if it's not, okay? So are there any prayer requests, whether in the conference room or in uh, Periscope? This morning, I know the word was rich, and if it's not, I am going to pray, and then we're going to exit. If you're in the conference room, if you heard the information when you call in, star six, because it's Q&A. You can go ahead and star six and have your voice to be heard in the room this morning. I trust that God has really blessed you with the word today. I'm not going to linger. I really don't believe in that. If it's done, it is done. Reverencing the presence of God in this. Thank you, Jesus for the, on, the anointing that destroys yokes. Don't forget, you can donate at drfay.com forward slash donation. I'm going to pray the prayer of benediction, and we're going to get the line said that it's muted. What line is muted, honey? Because, oh, sorry. I guess it was. I don't know how that happened. I guess it's. But anyway, it's unmuted now, so you guys can start six. Somebody wanted to jump in. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate that so much. Keep me on course here. Keep me on course. Uh, you can jump in right now and share prayer requests so that you can have an opportunity to fellowship. Don't forget to join us for church on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. East Coast time, and that information is facebook.com forward slash Dr. Faye Live, the temporary house but we're there for right now. 
We'll let you know when we move that location to stay connected to us, get notified. If it says 5,000 friends, don't worry. Just get in line because people drop out every day. It's part of human behavior. And you can move right in there. And just let me know that you've been following me on Periscope and that you want to be a part of Wake Up and Pray. And you can also be a part of Wake Up and Pray group. You can go there too. Amen. So God bless you. I pray that you have a blessed day, and I'm going to pray right now as we prepare to do our benediction. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for an opportunity just to be here in this atmosphere of worship, this atmosphere of the word of God going forward. We praise you right now, Father God, for transforming our lives line by line, precept by precept. You continue to minister life to these vessels. Father, as we go about our days right now, we thank you that the angels do have charge of us to keep us in all of our ways. And they are bearing us up in, our, in their hands, lest at any time we dash our foot against the stone. We thank you, Father, for clarity. We thank you for giving us our voice. Those who had lost their voice, I thank you that they have their voice back because they're reverencing you, staying in your presence, staying in your word, honoring you making the main thing the main thing, keeping the main thing the main thing. All eyes on all eyes. We thank you for divine protection as we go about our day. Thank you, Lord God, for vision. Thank you for the abundance. Thank you for health. Thank you for strength. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for the gift of discernment operating fully and totally. Thank you for the spirit and the wisdom that you will bring forth through our lives today. Thank you for the people that we will meet in the marketplace. And thank you for the people that are sitting in the cubicles next to us. Thank you, Lord God, for every person that we will be in contact both on, with both on and offline. Father, may we be an example of the presence of God in the earth throughout this day. In God bless you. Thank you so much for being a part of Wake Up and Pray. I'm Dr. Faye. Always look forward to seeing you inside this room or one of the rooms on the Internet. It's a blessing to be a part of Periscope. It's a blessing to be a part of Facebook and social media to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ and to love on somebody. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's a stirring word, and it'll be here for replay, so you guys come back and listen to it again. So whatever you missed in the first round, yeah, but it brought peace and comfort. Yeah, beautiful. Whatever you miss, and that's the great thing about this. See you. Have a blessed day. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining us for today's message. For more information about our ministry and how you may obtain a copy of today's message, visit our website at www.drfay.com. All donations are tax deductible and can be made at www.drfay.com.